So the unemployment numbers are in right now, and holy cow, they are utterly devastating. But you have nothing to worry about because Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said they're not relevant. Why? That's because the federal government is cutting you a check in three weeks for about a thousand bucks. That's absolutely freaking insane. And there's a lot of little aspects to this that we're going to be discussing with, of course, Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor. That's going to be uh, very important to take away from the larger context of the extreme measures that are being taken right now. And there's a lot to get into, but Donald Trump just moments ago tweeted 96 to zero. The United States Senate, congratulations, America. This is, of course, with the U.S. Senate voting and approving the $2 trillion stimulus package that, of course, will be sending you a little bit of that money to you. Meanwhile, Wall Street is robbing us blind, but shh, don't tell anyone. Shh, Steve Mnuchin, former Goldman Sachs, who's giving out all the slush funds, giving out all the money without any transparency, without any, even record-keeping of him. Shh. That doesn't matter. And there's a lot of things in the bill that I specifically want to discuss. Uh, the bill just came out. It, it, there's people still reading it. There's a pay raise uh, to the representatives of the government. There's money to the Kennedy Center. There's a lot of other things that we should be getting into to exactly what's in this stimulus package. But the bigger news economically today, Tim, is, of course, the, the jobless numbers soaring past three million People. Those are record high numbers to be exact. 3,283,000 uh, is the total number of um, people who are unemployed. And if you look at the charts of the historic levels of this, you see the charts from the 1970s being normal, the 1980s being normal, 1990s normal, 2000s, 2010s, and then 2020, just this huge wall to where it is right now. And Tim, this is only going to get worse from here as these are just the initial numbers with many people and businesses still holding on. But seeing how things are going, I see these numbers increasing. What's your take? Do you see these numbers increasing or decreasing, Tim? Oh man, they're going to massively increase next month. Because just remember, as you were just pointing out, that most of this data that's coming out is is just from. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to be the you know March or February data. Whereas next month is going to, I expect a lot of the layoffs to occur. So I mean, I th I think April is going to be a complete bloodbath of a number because you know it, you know there are some responsible businesses out there. They have extra cash on hand. Maybe they don't need to lay everybody off immediately. But now it's been a couple of weeks and. A lot of people have been shut down by the government, and and I do have great empathy for all of them. I mean, I was effectively shut out for eight months because I wanted to give a talk at Henry Capoco uh, three years ago on how people could sell Bitcoin, and then also my broker dealer didn't like the fact that I was doing certain media stuff and YouTube's and podcasts, and uh, the state government uh, put me uh, essentially out of business, wouldn't allow, wouldn't give me a fingerprint card to work, and so and that was government rules and regulations had a perfect record, and so I, I my heart goes out to all these people because I know exactly how it feels. And, and it and absolutely sucks. Now, when it comes to the unemployment numbers, and, and we had mentioned that Mnuchin had, had gone on and said that, you know, these numbers don't really even matter. And to some extent, you know, he's actually right. These numbers don't really matter because they're all BS, phony, made up numbers. And then, so this is part of the presentation I gave just last year. Uh, and take a look. So in this blue line over here is a number from shadow stats, which is actually how the government used to calculate these numbers. And then what we see is the official 
the official what they call headline number, which is that three million number that we read. That's going to be there in the red. Now this is this is old because this was from the presentation I gave in February. But even there's other broader definitions of unemployment, but they've been gamed and they've been switched throughout the years. So that way they're really not representative of what's going on. And you know who else knows they're not representing what's going on? Donald Trump. Again, I was a huge uh, Trump fan initially, but then take a look at what he was saying in 2012. Not a real recovery. These are phony numbers. Again, in 2012, these are complete frauds. 2014, phony number. Don't believe the 5.6. Don't believe it. Pro it's probably 40% if you think about it. Oh, it's 42%, believe it or not. So false. This number is not reflective. Probably 30, 32%. Nobody has jobs. It's not a real economy. It's phony numbers. Look again. You hear these phony numbers. It's as high as 35%. Oh, wait, it might it be 42%. Phony numbers, and this is my favorite one. You hear a five percent unemployment rate. It's such a phony number. That number was put in for presidents, for politicians, so that way they look good to the people. Five percent number is phony. Five percent is one of the biggest hoaxes in American modern politics. Totally fiction. And then you know he goes on talking about all these different unemployment rate numbers, and uh, that was part of the presentation. And I would recommend you guys actually you know watch that entire presentation because that was just obviously just a little snippet of it. But if we go back to, I'm trying to find where I had shadow stats up here on the screen. Because before, before, before we get into that, I kind of also want to highlight this kind of bigger battle that's been happening between Donald Trump and the Fed, which has been very fascinating to kind of see because it, it's definitely a big game, but, but it's definitely a very interesting game unfolding between these two kind of uh, institutions. But right now, the kind of war of wards kind of escalated with the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, recently coming out and saying that the, that the sickness will be the one that will dictate the reopening of the economy and not Donald Trump. Of course, shrugging off criticisms from Donald Trump uh, that, that, of course, is, is putting a lot of blame on the, on the Federal Reserve as well on here. So, so it's interesting to see these two kind of clashes uh, come to head. Um, I was wondering what's your kind of uh, thoughts and analysis on that because a lot of people are, are, are putting their hopes putting their eggs in that one basket that Donald Trump will reopen the economy no matter what. And, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one, to be quite honest with you, Tim. Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one either. And I'm actually pretty good at holding my breath. Uh, so what we've got over here is we're not, we're not. Writing blank checks, Jerome Powell claims nothing fundamentally wrong with the economy. And then, they, you know, they go on to say, you know, what, what you were reiterating about how, uh, you know, we're going to be open, you know, for business soon. However, people are being asked to close their businesses and stay home from work. At a certain point, we will get the spread of the virus under control and confidence will return. I mean, everything that we do is a, is a confidence game. And so, you know, basically they are, you know, trying to say that, you know, this, what is going on with the virus will dictate everything. And I think that this is, you know, sort of that they really have tried to hype certain aspects of this and the hyping, I think has made everything even worse, worse off. Whereas, you know, why, why do they, you know, stress that people shouldn't be prepared ahead of time? I mean, everything the government does, you know, just helps exacerbate these problems. But, you know, a lot of people were coming out and saying, Hey, Tim, you must be, you know, ecstatic that Trump is talking about, you know, bad-mouthing the Federal Reserve. Well, unfortunately, he's bad-mouthing them for all the wrong reasons. I know this isn't blown up huge. Again, this was also from the presentation that I gave. And, you, uh, you know, this is from 2016, what Trump was saying. He goes, they are not raising them, talking about the rates, because Obama has asked them not to raise them. 
Trump said, echoing similar comments he made in interviews last month. He wants to get out of office, talking about Obama, because we're in a bubble, and when those rates are raised, a lot of bad things are going to happen. I mean, he was absolutely right about that. He added, Janet Yellen is highly political, and she's not raising rates for a very specific reason, because Obama told her not to. He wants to be out playing golf in a year from now, and he wants to be doing other things. He doesn't want to see a big bubble burst during his administration. And unfortunately, and then I you know, go on to talk about all these different black swans that are out in the economy and what you can do to protect yourself. And one of the things that you can do is uh, you guys can get my book that actually talks about how they rig the inflation rate, how they, un how they rig the unemployment data and GDP. But actually, if you text change the news, uh, one, one word, no spaces to 71441, we'll get you hooked up on that. Uh, but yeah, getting back to the unemployment numbers, these are fake phony numbers that have been that have been switched all throughout history. So I mean, there's been, uh, you know, they, they used to calculate it differently in the 80s versus 90s versus how they calculate it now. And so this number, when you want to compare it to what's going on today versus what you what versus what used to happen, completely different set of news. And uh, and if you actually go ahead and read that book, the entire book is actually it's not it's only like 70 pages is is lambasting Obama. The entire thing is about Obama. And now you go and read it, and and it's basically just as true for everything Trump is doing as what Obama was doing. And so that's been my biggest criticism. But yeah, with these unemployment numbers, it's going to get way worse next month, in my opinion. I mean, because this is always a lagging indicator. So, uh, you know, as as businesses are, you know, they don't want to, the last thing they want to do is have to let people go because it's very hard to have to train new people. To, and if things uh, do end up ramping back up, which I don't think they're going to, you know, immediately, it's going to be very hard. But then unemployment, you know, pretends to other things. So, you know, we were, you know, talking about how, you know, Jerome Powell said that, you know, nothing is fundamentally wrong with the economy. I mean, if you watch my presentation, he can go see everything that's wrong with the economy. But then this also leads to other propaganda because it's all a confidence game. And so, you know, the last video we did, we talked about how this was the end of uh, capitalism. Well, right now, part of capitalism does not have an FDIC. There should be private insurance. The FDIC is a complete joke. That's the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. They're not, it's not, doesn't work like true insurance. There's not the true risks that are actually in there right now. And if there was a true, it's sort of like Luke and I trying to backstop Bill Gates. So, you know, there's no way that we're going to go be able to, you know, we, we can maybe cover, you know, one second of his spending. But, you know, and this is sort of the analogy I want to use is that you got trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in the system. And I don't know the number off my head, but it's like the FDIC has like 40 billion. I mean, enough to, uh, you know, for like a hiccup in the entire system, but they're just going to print money. And so I think, I think they'll, they won't take your money, but they'll take it through inflation, which is even more of an insidious tax because it's hidden. And so people don't realize that they're being taxed if they, if they can tax things through inflation. But if you want, I want to go through and actually play like 10 or 20 seconds of this clip because it's, it's all, you know, this pure propaganda of what you'd expect uh, from uh, what, you know, every, everybody over at the uh, FDIC. This is what I would like you to take away from this. Your money is safe at the banks. The last thing you should be doing is pulling your money out of the banks now, thinking that it's going to be safer someplace else. You don't want to be walking around with large wads of cash, and you sort of yeah, you could have you cash. could have coronavirus on that cash. Okay. So I mean, you don't want to be walking around with any cash, Luke. And it's, it's, you just see you just see all the propaganda that's going into this. And but something that's not propaganda that I you know 100% believe is Trump says suicides. Uh, and this is from the SHTF. Uh, plan.com with Mark Salvo. Trump suicides from the coming economic depression will far surpass those from the virus. 
I am actually, unfortunately, 100% agree with him. The 2008 Great Recession resulted in more than 10,000 suicides. If the economy is closed for business much longer, that number could be dwarfed by the number of people who could no longer survive without a livelihood. People get tremendous anxiety and depression, and you have suicide over things like this. When you have a terrible economy, you have death, President Donald Trump said. And this would definitely be in far greater numbers than we're talking about in regards to the virus. And uh, you know, then goes on to say, this was a medical problem. We're not going to let it turn into a long-lasting financial problem, he added, urging Congress to pass the $2 trillion stimulus bill urgently and without partisan politicking as workers and employees across the U.S. were hurting from lockdowns and quarantines. Although this is already a financial problem for many, as many of the businesses that closed during the lockdown will never reopen, their owners and employees losing their livelihoods for the foreseeable future. That's hardly a solution. The U.S. economy was not meant to be shut down. The longer it is, the greater impact it has. Yeah, I mean, the whole market is based on confidence of people using and believing in it. And uh, when we look at the projections of what's ahead, doesn't look too good at all. Just to reiterate my position, we have a lot of people on the left saying we got to give all the money to the people. We got a lot of people on the right saying we got to give all the money to the corporations. And in reality, just like the post I just made on my Twitter account, uh, could we just not steal from people? <laughs> like we're, we're printing money anyway. I've been saying this for weeks. We're printing money out of thin air, giving it to uh, a lot of special interests. Now we just gave a little bit to the people, gave them a little of the chicken straps compared to what we're giving to Wall Street. I mean, uh, when we look at you know what, what's been happening historically, uh, specifically with the Great Depression, which we did a whole video on comparing what's, what happened during the Great Depression to what's happening now, uh, it's not just one event that leads to kind of the major calamities, but a series of events. And it's not, it wasn't just the stock market crash that led to the Great Depression. It was also large unemployment numbers. Now, very interestingly, we have very large unemployment numbers, but also we have the stock and the Dow uh, going up for the third day in a row. Uh, this, of course, is after the news of this $2 trillion and, of course, some hope, some optimism, and a lot of people thinking that, you know, Trump's going to reopen the economy. I, 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 see, this temp I see this as a temp solution. I kind of see this as a Band-Aid compared to having one of your limbs severed. That's how I see it. Uh, am I correct to say that, Tim? And uh, let's close it off here. Yeah, and actually that was, I mean, I was sort of using an analogy like that before where uh, I'm like, you know, Trump inherited an economy where, you know, technically it's like a patient that has every, you know, limb severed off, bleeding out. And then, you know, we want to then, you know, be talking about, and then with, you know, an 800 pound gorilla on top of us, maybe we got some of the gorilla off of us, but we're still bleeding out and it's a bad situation. And we do see stocks, you know, rocketing higher right now, but take a look at, if you take a look at what uh, days have the highest up days ever, they were in like 1929, 1932, 2008, 2009, uh, from last week, from a couple of days ago. I mean, for him. I had hope in him. I believed when he said that the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, there was an end the Fed, Fed vote, I believe in 2016, and Ted Cruz missed that vote. And there's a Trump by uh, a Trump by tweet, a tweet by Trump, where he said, you know, it's so important. Uh, I can't believe Ted Cruz misses vote. And then he's criticizing, uh, you know, 
Hillary and Obama and Janet Yellen. And then he gets in there and then criticizes them for not doing the same things that they were doing for Obama. And so unfortunately, you know, I didn't change. He changed. And at this point, uh, you know, we've got to change the news. And uh, it's, it's just, you know, the more people that know how this game is rigged, you know, the, then, then we can actually stop this stuff. But we're in the end games. And so it's more important that you guys share this information, get it out, make sure others know this information because, uh, you know, we've got a lot of bad times ahead of us. Uh, but it, it doesn't have to be that way. And the only way that it, it can change if you guys are part of that change. Okay, so you Stay know, tuned you know the deal of what we do here. This is Lukadowski of We Are Change.org, and I will be discussing the social political updates. Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, will be discussing all the economic updates for today, March 26, 2020. Now, just jumping right into it, a lot of the nation's eyes and ears are, of course, on New York, which just recorded its 100th coronavirus death in just 24 hours. Of course, numbers there are skyrocketing and are expected to skyrocket from there as we are getting daily addresses that are usually published by the mainstream media from the governor there, Mr. Como. And today he came out and said that his decision to quarantine everyone at once was, quote, not the best strategy, and that now he has a new strategy moving forward of possibly releasing people who test positive for antibodies of this coronavirus that could go back to work since they might be immune to the virus. This seems like a very interesting strategy, a very intensive strategy, and a strategy that will uh, include a lot of people getting a lot of blood work done. But this could be a potential one way of reopening the economy in a way that could be smart could be could be uh, pragmatic and could eventually lead to us resembling our normal lives away from you know our constitution being shredded and us being ushered in into communism but that's a whole nother story will that strategy work well we don't know there's a lot of data showing both sides uh of the coin here there's an oxford study indicating that potentially millions of people might have already gotten the virus and build up an immunity to it. Again, we don't know because, again, the testing is just not there. There's been a lot of errors. There's been a lot of uh, mistakes made with the tests. And we're still very early on with this new virus. And we're still learning about uh, it every single day. In Iceland, they also found out that through their wide testing, half of the carriers of the virus show absolutely no symptoms, spreading the virus to everywhere and hitting uh, elderly people and of course the immune compromised so if testing will be very important here as well as the other side of the coin and the antidote here that there's a new study showing that 14% of the people who recovered from coronavirus actually got the virus again so that is another antidote to all of this showing that this new strategy by the New York governor may or may not work. But again, it's still very early on, but at least it's an adaptation. At least it's a step forward away from the madness that we've been dealing with now. And the madness is pretty crazy as hospitals, even throughout the country, are considering universal do not resuscitate orders for patients because of the lack of medical professionals, the lack of beds, the lack of staff, the lack of equipment to handle uh, the spread of this virus. Of course, this is getting a lot of headlines. We are not yet 
at that situation. The decision has not been made. And of course, a lot of people are preparing for the worst. And this is why conversations, very dark conversations are being had, like the one that we're discussing here. Uh, also, another important update with the US military as the Pentagon announces its first case of the coronavirus within the US Marines that tested positive. Overall, the US military is withholding the data about the people who are infected, as there is a potential for many troops, of course, who are closely held together to spread the virus very quickly. And the United States military has decided to keep that data and information away from the general public, which, of course, if it's bad, would cause more fear and panic and more distrust of the government. This is yeah, why only, uh, only police and military can gather together in large groups. Everybody else can't because they're the only two groups that can't uh, catch this, spread this apparently. Exactly. That's an important antidote here. And as we've seen through, you know, local precincts in New York City, when one police officer gets it, a lot of other police officers that they share their locker room with, that they all come together with. There's also other footage that was just... Uh, absolutely ridiculous in Miami. I don't think we could pull it up here, but I'm just going to explain it quickly. They had a bunch of police officers with uh, these uh, air rifles shooting uh, tear gas balls at a bunch of, you know, young kids during spring break. And, and, it's, and it's a horde of police officers all on top of each other telling other hordes of people, hey, stop hoarding together. And, and again, the logic is, is just not there when you, you, you're, you're saying that people can't do something that you're doing yourself. Again, there, there should be a lot of precautions. There should be a lot of smart, intelligent measures here. Uh, they're not. They're absolutely not. This could have all been avoided, but again, let's not play the, the blame game here. It's important to understand what is happening. It's important to get all the news. There's a lot of updates. The story is moving fast. We covered a lot of it in the other two videos we did today. Uh, so definitely check out those because those had the bigger kind of events here. These are just some of the latest updates that we're hearing, uh, that I'm hearing specifically socially uh, and politically, but also economically. Tim, I just want to throw it to you. And then, and then also the news of this head fund manager getting $2.6 billion betting against the market. What's the story there? And there's also another stimulus 2.0 happening. Holy cow. It's Tim, just take it away. Yeah, thank you, Luke. And I was actually able to get that video pulled up slightly uh, on the spot, not uh, didn't get to play all of it. But anyways, hedge fund boss Bill Ackman makes $2.6 by betting against the markets just days after soaking fears by giving emotional interview warning heck was coming and begging Trump to shut down the country over the coronavirus pandemic. So he made 100 times his initial uh, $27 million bet. But Bill Ackman, I mean, I, I do want to point out, though, I mean, the, I mean, last year he had a good year. But prior to that, I mean, he had been getting absolutely wrecked and was sort of becoming like a joke of the hedge fund industry. So you go back to uh, his Pershing Square Capital Management suffered double-digit losses in 2015, 16, also saw a decline in 17 and 18. And last year, I think it was up something like 56-ish percent or 50, sorry, 58.1% last year, which was, you know, twice as much as what the uh, uh, S&P 500 did. And then this year, I mean, I do want to point out, so I mean, it is important to make a distinction between your habit because he had other bets that, that lost money. And then these helped cover those bets. And I think he even ended up making some money. And we did something that was very similar. So, I mean, I am aware of, you know, what he was doing. So, you know, I was on video going back to uh, October 3rd, 2018, having a similar strategy where... 
However, but what Bill Ackman is doing is, is usually they're doing things that are a little bit more riskier because of being a hedge fund manager, they'd make their money by charging 2% then also getting 20% of all the gains that occur. And so with having getting absolutely wrecked for like four years and there were no gains to be had. And so they are incentivized to take sometimes undue risk. And Bill Ackman had yeah, for like four years was just absolutely getting wrecked. And, uh, you know, apparently now he's able to, you know, sort of redeem himself a little bit. But I'm wondering if those, uh, I didn't have time to research this, but I'm wondering if those, if this huge gain was actually able to offset the prior losses. And my guess is that they probably, that they probably didn't. Uh, so it's actually you know, sort of hard to believe that you're up this much and yet could still technically be down. Uh, but that's just my guess. I'd have to go actually in and check the numbers. But essentially, you know, what I'm guessing that he did, because at least I can talk about what we did on a high level, not financial advice, but what we did is we took uh, uh, put options on the S&P 500 uh, when the S&P was at a, almost at the all-time high in January 15th. And so what happened is as the value of the S&P 500 goes down, the value of those put options go up, and each one of those put options then, then uh, gives us the opportunity to buy 100 shares of that particular stock. And so right now, you know, we are sitting relatively pretty uh, on that. However, we also had losses on the other side of the equation. So unlike Black, so we are down about 5% year to date, but you know what, being, uh, being down 5% and then us, you know, going up last year and the year before that, uh, you know, it's, you know, I would wonder if my own performance was potentially better than Bill Ackman's just because we didn't see those gigantic declines that he saw over those years. Because remember, if you go down 50%, you got to go back up 100% just to go back to even. And he had some famous bad bets. I believe off the top of my head, one of them was, uh, what's that, that drink company? It's uh, Herbalife. I think he was trying to say that, that was a Ponzi scheme and that was, uh, you know, a lot of bad, shady stuff was going on there. That was his claim, not mine. And uh, he tried shorting that that one. I'm pretty sure he got absolutely wrecked on. I think that was the one that, that completely wrecked him. And he was, you know, putting out all these pieces. But, you know, who knows if, if he actually cares about the country and wants it shut down or if he wanted to make a lot of money. He's one of these guys who I don't really trust, you know, as far as I can throw him. I've got a bad shoulder, so I can't throw very far. Uh but yeah, I mean, good, good for him that he was able to make some money and, and you know, probably employing a very similar strategy. But what I'm guessing what he did was probably on the riskier side of things, whereas we were actually trying to hedge, uh, hedge bets. But yeah, I mean, that's what's going on from the you know hedge fund side of side of the world. Uh, you know, and, and most hedge funds don't actually. So hedging, what that means is you you know you heard the term like hedge your bets. So if you're a like a political or you're a lobbyist, you might give some money to the Republicans, you might give some money to the Democrats, and then that way, you know, if either one of them are in, you own them, and then you get your communist, socialist, fascist bailout, no matter who's in play, because you were able to, uh, you know, buy off all the politicians. So you're hedging your bets. So over here, he had some bets that were betting on the economy, had other bets that were betting against the economy, and so you know, and actually the bets against the economy in this case actually outpaced the ones that were uh, betting on the economy, Luke. Yeah, I just got a breaking news alert. It's not breaking news. This is what the media does in order just to get your attention. But it says here, this is the title of this article. Here's what you should do with your coronavirus rescue check. I mean, I mean I, I'm definitely not going to be putting it in the stock market, that Ponzi scheme that's being manipulated and used by politicians who knew this storm was coming and decided to make money off of it and not warn us. I'm definitely gonna, not going to be putting it where Jeff Bezos and other large corporate executives just came out now, this is other information coming in right now, sold billions in stock before the market crashed. Again, gee, I wonder what, how, 
Do these people have magic eight balls? How did these insiders always know that ish is about to hit the fan? Meanwhile, the average person, the poor person who has their retirement in the stock market gets absolutely screwed. If you get your, 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 your communist Nancy Pelosi check, Nancy Pelosi, by the way, is saying, you know, we should, we should do a second round of emergency payments, you know, a second UBI, universal basic income, instead of, you know, maybe not stealing. You know, they want more stealing, more redistribution of wealth, uh, printed out of thin air, magic fairy tale land, which is absolutely insane. So uh, yeah, with this breaking news alert, uh, I'm probably going to be looking into buying some some metals, some crypto, uh, staying away from the dollar and diversifying away from that thing as much as I can. Personally, not financial advice. That's just explaining what I would personally do myself. Uh, would, would I be okay with that assessment there, Tim? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, if you are going to be in the traditional stock market, I mean, you could talk to somebody like myself who can give financial advice. Uh, we didn't set this up ahead of time, but uh, you know, we do things very untraditionally uh, you know, compared to other, thing, other outlets. But what you can also do is you know, we have abilities to do crypto IRAs where you hold the private keys. I, know I don't want to get kidnapped and taken to Mexico or something. We have ways where you get into gold inside of your IRAs. But you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do it. And so uh, you know, we're, we're here to try to help people out. And uh, Luke, kill me with the, with the text message right now because I've got I've got my audio turned up. So hopefully they don't hear that. But do, definitely apologize. Uh, we're like multitasking. We just did three videos where we're like busting our arms. And so I've got good. a client. And one of those meetings is with, is with somebody that probably came from here in three minutes. So we do got to wrap this up right well, now. We got four. We got four minutes technically. We're gonna we're gonna squeeze every last drop of all the information. I mean, this is a perfect time to team up, and this is why we're doing the videos. Share these videos with your friends and family members. There's a lot of economic news coming in. A second stimulus package like holy cow i mean like what it's just absolutely make crazy. the stock market great again i mean that's that's basically what's going on make the stock market great again is all they care about stock market is not the economy been saying this forever the people are just going to keep getting poorer and poorer and poorer and you know and it pains my heart because there's people on the left that have legitimate concerns they want to get paid more but you're just attacking the symptom you're not attacking the actual problem the root problem is we're printing this money it goes to the richest people in the world and then they're the ones who then get to go in and buy up everything from all this cheap money whereas we get 25 percent interest rates on everything we do and so it's just it's complete crony capitalism and the real crux of the problem is let's see 1964 minimum wage was about i don't know it's like a dollar 25 so if you so but the, back then these the quarters actually had real silver in it so if those quarters were a quarter ounce of silver so if you had five quarters which would be a dollar 25 you know and i'm not sure what silver is trading at right now but i mean that would be closer to 20 dollars an hour the money is the problem not the minimum wage stop attacking the symptom start getting to the root, root, root of the cause and that's uh where i want to leave it off today yeah Luke. yeah that's why we uh i myself individually partnered with uh, a gold and silver company. We'll have that link down below in the comment section or down below or, or just check out the main website or whatever. Thank you again so much for watching. Tim, good luck on your call. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and of course, stay tuned for more here on Change the News channel.